0: What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? All right. I'm telling you, this is way better than sitting here and talking to a wall. I, I was filming by myself, and uh, it kind of sucks.
1: Talking to a wall is not very fun for 20 minutes. Yeah,
0: I agree. Not All right. any response back. Well, uh, you were officially the first person to collab with me on the podcast, so I'll go ahead and let you introduce yourself. For the second and- time. For the second time, yeah, we had to do like a take five, five times. So go ahead, introduce yourself, and then we'll we'll hit the topic.
1: Alrighty, fellas, my name's Connor. I'm Braden's favorite sibling. Don't let him tell you any different. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much all.
0: Yeah, that's all you need to know. He's my brother. He's he's pretty chill on. Every day except the ones that end with Y. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys. Well, we're not going to beat around the bush. We're going to get to it and get to the point here. Uh, we were looking to, I guess, just kind of find some episodes and stuff to things just to talk about. And honestly, I don't know what this is going to fall under. Probably miscellaneous, if I had to guess, because it's so random. But it is a good topic to talk about, and I don't hear a lot of people talking about it at all. Um, like me and Connor said, it it was talked about like one time by our youth pastor. That's about it. It's It's not really talked about a lot, and I think it's really cool to talk about. And it kind of gets your brain thinking a little bit. It doesn't necessarily, uh, I guess you could say, like, I don't know, what... You get the point that I'm trying to get at here. I'm trying to remember, like, how we kind of introduced this without just butchering it completely. Not really. Like, Your we're not very Neanderthalic.
1: Oh, okay, whatever. You don't
0: even know what that means. I do too. <laughs> anyway, we're not sitting here saying that these things that are talked about are just completely wrong. But what we are sitting here saying is these things that talked about are kind of faded in a way the the view is kind of faded and foggy and we want to we want to hit back to the Bible as much as possible so um, the topic today is things that are misconceived in our world today and things that are misconceived in a way that it's totally different what the Bible says so I guess I'll let Connor go ahead and start if he wants to and you can kind of read the passage. It, it's uh, Genesis three verse six, but you can just kind of read the passage if you want. Uh, maybe give a little backstory too, and then you know I can kind of piggyback off you or do whatever we can to explain it. But I'll let you go ahead and start first.
1: Alrighty, folks, we're back in the you know the Garden of Eden, and we're talking about the idea that it was an apple that was the tree. It was the fruit of the tree that they were not supposed to eat off of. Mm-hmm. And if you look at verse six, it says, "When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye, and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it." Yep. And that right ahead just says that it's plain outright a fruit. It doesn't uh-huh. necessarily say that it's an apple.
0: Yep. So the the misconception we're talking about here is, you know, in our children's uh, classes and stuff at churches you know, most of the time, I think we can openly say that a lot of the time it's taught that it's an apple and it's, it's not just a fruit, you know, it's an apple. And I'll let you explain why you think that it's, it's explained that way to kids, because I think you got a good
1: way to say it. Alrighty. So my reasoning for this is that Kids, you know, every kid at a young age really needs something to grip a hold of. Mm-hmm. And when you give them room to let their wi- mind wander, you know, they, they all start to think of different things. And then eventually you've got 20 kids with 20 different stories. And yep, that's just not something necessarily needed. You know, if you get them off on the right track, I mean, as they read on their own, they will figure out that, you know, oh, hey, it was – not necessarily just an apple. It was just a fruit. And I feel like that. You know. Youth pastors. Or not youth pastors. You know the kids. Pastors that are saying this. Are right by saying it. Because. You know kids need something to visualize. And grasp upon. And I think I think a lot of us can agree on that.
0: Yep. I agree. I mean that's, that's really what it comes down to. At the end of the day. Uh, I think that. The world has kind of created this misconception because of the fact that we want to relate it back to something, and we need something to be able to grab a hold of. We can't just throw out a broad thought like that of it being a fruit, you know. And it 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 helps the storyline too. Yeah, you know, it's it's definitely a. A man-made thing to say it was an apple. I mean, I'm gonna openly say that right out. It is. I mean, we as humans said that. The Bible says it's a fruit. We just assumed it was an apple when, in reality, thing could have been a peach, pear, banana. I don't even know.
1: Then again, I mean, I think I think one of the reasons you know this thought just came to mind that they said that was so kids didn't find it that it was a bad thing to eat an apple.
0: Oh, dude, yeah, I didn't even think about that.
1: Like it just it just popped into mind that oh. Some kids might go home and, you know, oh, mom, we can't eat apples anymore because (laughs) it's bad. Yeah,
0: that is 100% true, dude. And (laughs) I didn't even think about that until now. That's so smart. Um, Well, I think that's really the the rest of the misconception there that we can really hit home. I don't know much more than we can really hit. You got anything else on that before we move on? I
1: I don't believe I do, but one thing I want to say is that you know, as we get on later in, you know, this, uh, you know, what do you want to call this lesson? Type but of,
0: the biblical misconceptions.
1: Biblical misconceptions that, you know, the Bible is not as complicated. I mean, it's very, very complicated, you know, to some people. Well, to most people. I mean, if you get it right off the bat, mm-hmm. then, you're, then really, you're intelligent. Yeah. You know, but there's not, not everything you need to know the nitty gritty details on. Right. And I feel like that's one thing that's not taught enough is you don't need to know everything. Yep,
0: yep. I agree with that wholeheartedly, dude. So uh, let's go ahead and move on to the next topic that we have, and that is Jonah. And I know that whenever you say Jonah, a lot of people probably know exactly what we're talking about in that area. So I'm going to go ahead and flip over to Jonah in my Bible real quick here, and I'll let you do the same. But uh, while we're flipping over, uh, I can just tell you right now, the misconception is going to be the whale because, and I'm going to read it in a second, but the Bible says that it was a big fish. And so just a little backstory in Jonah, uh, Jonah was a prophet and he was called to go preach to the people in uh, Nineveh and Jonah was like, nah, he's like, God I ain't doing that. He's like these people don't deserve it. These people are crazy. These people pff, he's I guarantee he had thoughts about them probably killing him and he was like, "No." He's like, "I'm I'm not doing that." And what I think's cool is the place that he ended up like wanting to flee to because he just he told God no straight up and he was going complete 180 opposite directions. Like the like Nineveh and the place that he was planning on going to to flee were like complete 180 of each other, like north to south of each yep. other, which is it's so weird. You know, he was he wasn't just going in a 45 to, or a 90 degree angle, you know, east. He was going the, the farthest. Opposite yes. Direction. The farthest direction that he could possibly go. So uh, he gets out there. He's on the boat. A storm happens. The guys are freaking out on the boat, and they're like, oh my gosh, we're going to die. And uh, Jonah wakes up, because I, I believe he was asleep. I don't know for sure. Take that with a grain of salt. I'm just telling a story. Anyway, he I'm going to just say he was asleep, and he wakes up. They woke him up, and they were like, oh my gosh, we're going to die. And he's he knew. He was like, man, this is my fault. So he's like, all right, throw me overboard. It's my fault. As soon as he got thrown overboard, storms were calmed and everything. And then now in uh, Jonah chapter 1, verse 17, it says, Now the Lord had arranged for a great fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was inside the fish for three days and three nights.
1: And there you go. Yep. It's a huge fish. Yep. Not a whale.
0: Yep. And that's the, that's the misconception here is the fact that we automatically just write it off as it's a whale because that's that's what the Bible story has taught us, you know, that's what the kids were taught and that's what I was taught. I or you taught the same thing, I'm that's, guessing.
1: It's exactly what I was taught. Yep.
0: And I mean Listen, we're not we're not trying to sit here and just slander people for teaching this way. We're not saying that at all. We're I just think
1: it's okay to teach that way.
0: We're just trying to clear it ma- up a little bit. Yeah, make it make it known that that's actually not what it was. It could have been something totally different. We don't even know. You know, this is just our conception. No, our uh, our view. Of what the Bible is saying here. You know. The, this is what the Bible is saying. So.
1: You think you don't even know what he was swallowed by?
0: I don't know dude. He may.
1: That'd be crazy. That would. Great. Huge fish just come swallows me up. That'd suck not to know what swallowed me.
0: Yeah I know. Dude There, I'm trying to sit here and think. There's really. Not a whole lot of fish that could swallow you. You know, I mean, I let's mean, let's be real.
1: Not whole.
0: No, that's what I'm saying. He got swallowed whole.
1: Yeah. So
0: there's not a whole lot of fish that can do that, and I think what that's I mean, why we write it back to a whale.
1: Then again, we don't know of like the the animals they had necessarily at that time. That is very true. Mm-hmm. That is very I true. Mean, they could have had like megalodon sharks that could have swallowed him whole. I mean, that's true. You don't necessarily know what kind of things lurked in the waters at mm-hmm. the time.
0: Yeah. I agree with that. All right, so our our last and final misconception, aside from a bigger talk that we can talk about at the end, uh, this one is in Luke. And this one's kind of cool to think about. Uh, you Especially
1: know, once we get on to the later talk later on. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, whenever whenever you're asked, hey, man, how many disciples did Jesus have? You know, excuse me. We automatically go to twelve exactly. That's the first thing we go to is twelve disciples, but in reality here That's Jesus case. yeah, he actually had some more that yeah. we don't really talk about a whole lot. I don't think I've ever heard this talked about at all, but uh, I'll go ahead and read this one i and mean then, i
1: think i've I think I've heard it once, and that was just you know when the Holy Spirit comes down, and he's like, "Go make disciples." but it never gives you specifically on, like, how many other disciples there were.
0: Right. And, I mean, here, we'll just, we'll jump into the text, and then we'll talk about it a little bit. So, uh, Luke 10.1 says, The Lord now chose 72 other disciples and sent them ahead in pairs to all the towns and places He planned to visit. And this is the misconception right here. You know, we automatically say, well, Jesus had twelve disciples. that's all he had, but in reality he had seventy two others that he had sent ahead whenever uh they were going in pairs to basically preach to the towns and we did the math on that that's what thirty six okay yeah, yeah. forty one so the first time we <laughs> 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 that's stupid math <laughs> no, we could automatically say that they went to and this isn't like directly the exact number but they went to 36 other towns in the process because yeah 72 in pairs divide that you got 36 different towns so yeah. we can assume that but uh yeah that's really the misconception here and that's all the misconceptions that we really have uh mm-hmm. just kind of right now we haven't really looked into it a whole lot those are the only ones that I know but like I said we just kind of wanted to talk about those things and it gets us kind of thinking about some cool stuff that you know the world says it's this, but really the Bible says it's this. That's yep. what it comes down to. But also, uh,
1: now our little rabbit hole. Yeah, let's let's
0: into. let's jump down the rabbit hole a little bit, and it it actually can be a misconception for people. I can I can say that I misconceived it for a while. Uh, you want to go ahead and start us off, dude? I'll let you start us uh, off. Well,
1: I mean, you know, like we were talking about when we were folding clothes the other day. Oh yeah, son. Uh, yeah, the pristine. Pristine way to do things. Talking when you're folding clothes. Uh, <clears throat> you know, we were talking about it, and I completely lost track.
0: <laughs> so anyway, we were sitting there folding clothes, and we were talking about a little bit of a misconception that I had that oh, yeah, the that disciples were just, just
1: perfect people. Yeah. Yet in reality, they were some of the you know the worst. People this world could ever imagine. Mm -hmm. You know, my mind automatically goes to Paul. You know, thinking you know he killed Christians. Yep. And you know, then one day became blind and came to know the Lord. But I mean, that's that's not obviously not the only one because I mean, go back to Peter. You know, he's cuts a man's ear off. Yep. I mean, one moment he's denying God, and then the next he's fighting for he's fighting for him to stay. Yep. And, uh, you know, uh, one way that it was described to me, was like Peter was, you know, the rock, Mm -hmm. you know, and I don't really know how to go about that and explain that very well, but it just kind of made sense to me. And, you know, I don't know. I mean, what was, I mean, I mean, Mary had demons Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, it just gets you thinking about Mary Magdalene. Yeah yeah it it just gets you thinking that you know God doesn't use just these perfect people you know because perfectness isn't a thing right um but he he uses such imperfect people and it gets you thinking you know like if these people can be used, you know I can be used too, whether that be in you know a great way or a small way or mm-hmm. whatever way it may be
0: well, it's kind of like what me and uh dad were talking about last night uh even if your purpose was at the end of the day to just talk to one person, one specific person in this world, and lead them to Christ, that way they could lead two, and they those two could lead th- lead four. You know, if that was your purpose, was to just talk to one person at the end of the day, that would be just as important as that fourth person talking to fifty thousand people. You know what yeah. I'm saying?
1: Yeah, that yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because that's exactly what we got into. A Wednesday night.
0: Dude, that's cool. But yeah, I had the misconception whenever I started reading my Bible that like these people were just perfect and you know, I would never measure up until yeah. I realized pretty quick whenever I started reading, especially whenever I started reading in the New Testament, you know, Paul, he dang near wrote half of it, if not three quarters of it and but i realized pretty dang quick that uh paul was ruthless man like mm-hmm. killed christians and everything and jesus still used him in a mighty way and i he mean
1: right half the bible uh-huh
0: and that that's impactful at the end of the day mm-hmm. that that god could take somebody that despised his own people and use, use him, him in to such a mighty way exactly that's, that's impactful. That's
1: tough for your mind to comprehend, I mm-hmm. think, at times.
0: I agree. I, I, The only other one that I can think of that we didn't really touch a whole lot on is Moses. Uh, I just know that—I I don't know a whole lot. I know that he was really scared, you know, and felt unworthy and felt like the people wouldn't listen to him, long story short. Yeah. And even though God was talking to him through a burning bush— he he just he didn't feel like they were gonna listen to him. He's like, well, what am I supposed to say?
1: Went from <laughs> you know such like a, a scared person to leading mm-hmm. his people out of Egypt. You know that's that's not something you take lightly. That's, no. that's a pretty great task at hand. And
0: yeah, I agree. I'm the and also I know we talked about it a little bit, but Peter, dude, whenever he did cut that the Roman officer's ear off, and Jesus had to sew it back on. Uh, not, not like, literally sew it back on, but, like, put it back on with his yeah. hands, you know.
1: Now that's that's an act of courage. Mm-hmm. that's—you that's want a lot to go—it'd It's it'd take a lot for yeah. me to, you know, stand up against a whole army. Yeah. You know, nowadays, I'd be standing up against, like, China or America or something. <laughs> you know, I don't know about you, but I think it'd take a lot <laughs> for me to, you know, grow the courage— to say, "Oh yeah, I'm going to I'm going to cut this guy's ear off," uh-huh,
0: knowing that there's like 50,000 more behind him somewhere <laughs> at boot camp or whatever. <laughs> more,
1: more we don't even see. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's so true. But what I was kind of trying to mention was like the fact that uh Jesus had to pick up his pieces, you know. Yeah. Literally that man's pieces and he he, quite literally had to fix the problems that Peter created. Like, I definitely can see myself in that spot in life sometimes. Like, I can look at a situation and say, you know what? I created this at the end of the day. But then God comes in, he sweeps it all back up, yeah. tosses it in the trash, and moves on, man. I'm
1: about to say, we need, def- we need defying armies. <laughs> like, oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one thing that just came to mind was that Mercy Me concert. Where you know he was sitting there and he was, like, yeah, the, our like main writer, you know, that helps us write. He's like, why don't we, why don't we write a worship song? And he's sitting there, and he's like, haven't we been doing that for thirty years? <laughs> and then he sits there and he's like, okay, if we're gonna write a worship song, I guess we're gonna do it right. And uh, this song just makes you want to charge hell with a water pistol. <laughs> that's,
0: yeah, that's what he said. Charge hell with a water pistol. That's awesome. Oh, Wait, man. what song was that?
1: Uh, it was one of their newer songs, one of their newer, uh, worship songs.
0: Man, I tell you what, Mercy Me is awesome.
1: I love listening to it. I them. think I like Casting Crowns more. Nah. I think I enjoy the Casting Crowns concert more than I enjoy them. I can
0: argue that. We'll have the people argue that. If the people want to put it down in the comments, I'll leave that as a comment on this and say, or a poll, I'll put it as a poll on Spotify and say, Mercy Me or Casting Crowns.
1: Just <laughs> know that I'm right. Okay, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Oh, that, was, that was a great concert. Both it, was, it
0: was. It yeah. was. I would encourage you guys, if you can go to a concert, a Christian concert, go to it. They're awesome. I enjoy them.
1: Yeah. It makes you want to charge hell with a water pistol. Exactly. Whenever you're done,
0: <laughs> whenever you walk out of there, you're ready to charge hell with a water pistol at the end of the day.
1: Or you're a little tired, either one. Yeah. It depends hey, on how late. They won't make you stand, though. That's one thing I can say about them. They won't make you stand. Uh-huh. That's true. You got to stand for the first few bits, and then, then they'll let you sit down. Uh-huh.
0: I like that. All right, man. Well, man, I don't know that I have anything else, to be honest.
1: I don't don't think I do either.
0: All right. Well, we won't keep the people then. (laughs) All right. We're only 30
1: Uh, minutes. We can go about an hour and a half longer.
0: Oh, oh yeah. Golly. We'd have to be pretty entertaining if we were going to (laughs) keep their attention that long. All right. Well, I guess uh, I'm going to pray us out of here, and we will just see you guys next time. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you for this day, God, and I thank you for the the beautiful opportunity that you've given me and my brother and my family and friends to be able to lead a podcast, Lord, and I just pray that you would just lead, guide, and direct our speech, God, and that whatever we say, Lord, even if it's funny or goofy, I pray that it would provide some type of encouragement and some type of wisdom to the listeners and the the people that are interested in it, Lord. And I just thank you for this beautiful day. I ask that you would keep everyone safe and watch over them and lead, guide, and direct them and bring them back to the podcast later. And I ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. And to help
1: us charge hell with a water pistol. Amen. <laughs>